Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And what are we doing, Eddie? We're doing a Once More We're Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today, we're doing a double episode. Oh my God. Oh my God. Out. We are doing season four, episode 13 and 14, The Eye in Team. And Eddie, together, Goodbye, Goodbye Iowa. Iowa. The Eye in Team originally aired February 8th, 2000, written by David Fury and directed by James A. Contener. Goodbye, Iowa, released a whole week later on February 15th, 2000, written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Solomon. Over to you, Eddie. Ah, this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Yes, and so this isn't actually a double episode though. It's not officially a double episode, but all the themes and stuff kind of run in together. So I couldn't, I was sort of tossing it up whether we would do it as a double episode. Yep, yep. and I think you're right because you know what, Eddie? You, can't, you couldn't remember them apart, could No, you? because this is our show and we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> it's a double episode. We're calling it what it is. Calling a spade well, a spade, it's a double episode. Well, it, it, it picks, it, not only does it pick up at the end of the previous episode, mm-hmm. but yeah. all the themes match. So yeah. you could say that Hush and Doomed are a double episode because Doomed picks up right where Hush ends. But the themes and it's a completely the, different episode. Yeah, the, the themes and the um, story arcs are completely different. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, so yeah, we're doing a double episode. And and the thing is, the themes and story arc in this, it's it it works as a whole. Yeah, it doesn't differ. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get that. So anyway, I just take orders from you. So I just tell you what you just tell me what to do, and I do it. So. Okay. Well, well, the other thing is, is that then there's another double episode right after this. Oh, we're going to doing two double episodes yeah, in a row. Yeah, two double episodes. Wow. In a row. Okay. And the other one is definitely a double episode. It's part one, part two. Oh, it's got it to be a continued. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's a double episode. Yeah. yeah. That's normally the key okay. to a double yeah, episode. It is. But this one didn't have it to be a continued. It might as well have. But yeah, it might as well. Have. Yeah. Just put that in there. Yeah, so the, this double episode kind of really kicks off almost a little too much, like almost a tornado, <laughs> the overarc of yeah, the season. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they got to the, these, you know, mid-season and went, oh, we haven't actually introduced the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the initiative would be meant to be the big bad. Well, I thought Maggie Walsh was meant to be the big bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah by, this, by this stage... You know, the the previous seasons uh, sort of follow this kind of formula where you have like two little baddies mm. and then then you bring in your big bad. So you're talking about Adam. It's the big bad of this. Yes. going to be the big bad for the rest of the season. Have we seen that character before at all? No. Right, okay. Because I wasn't sure if he was meant to be because he was like a, a Frankenstein's monster sort of character that we maybe saw him well, in remember, the initiative before. Rem- remember in the episode Some Assembly Required that they they use the universal monster Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster because it's named after... It's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Frankenstein is not the scientist. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Frankenstein was the creator, not the monster. It's a common misconception held by all truly stupid people. <laughs> um, yeah, I said that it, they do bring back the Frankenstein's monster theme. And I, I think it's done better in season Oh, four. yes, yes. It's yeah. better, yeah. Yeah, it is that warning about the dangers the dangers of scientific progress without adequate ethical safeguards. Oh, yeah, yeah. very deep. A bit like uh, is it Dawn of, Day of the Dead. Yes. Day of the Dead had a lot of that stuff going on too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, Jared, do you want to do the, the synopsis? A synopsis, all right. Oh, sorry, the summary. The summary. <laughs> what are we doing? Doing a summary? A summary. A summary. You know... We'll get it right one day. Okay, so beginning with the Iron Team. Willow, Anya and Xander are playing three-handed poker since Buffy is elsewhere and question the intentions of the initiative. 
In a field test against the Commandos, Buffy impresses Professor Walsh. The next day in the cafeteria, Buffy gushes about her performance to Willow. Willow confirms that the Scooby gang, including Buffy, will hang out the bronze that night. Willow obviously misses Buffy. Giles visits Spike to pay him the money he owes him, and Spike makes it clear he wants nothing to do with the Scoobies. Riley takes Buffy to the initiative, where Walsh gives her a tour of the impressive facility and makes her a team member. Tara invites Willow to try some spells with the crystal that night. Willow reluctantly declines due to her plans with the Scoobies. Walsh enters room 314 in the secure lab area to check up on a special project, a part demon, part human, part cyborg creature named Adam. Buffy shows up late to the bronze with Riley and a bunch of the initiative commandos. Willow questions how much trust Buffy should put in the organization. After Buffy rushes off with the team, Willow, feeling abandoned, goes to visit Tara. Buffy and the commandos deploy in two teams in search of a Polgara demon. They are instructed to keep the demon's arms, which contain vicious spears, intact. Forest teams spot Spike and shoot at him with a tracer to be able to track him later. The Polgara demon attacks Buffy and Riley, fighting together, they capture it. Stimulated, they have sex for the first time in Riley's room as Walsh watches from a secret camera. As Buffy and Riley wake up in bed together in the morning, they talk, but when Buffy asks about 3.14, Riley immediately receives a call from Walsh with an assignment. Unable to shake off the commandos, Spike goes to Giles for help, begrudgingly returning most of the money that Giles paid him. With help from Willow, Giles removes the tracer from Spike's shoulder and flushes it. Walsh summons Buffy for a so-called easy mission and arms her with a stun rifle. Wearing a heart monitor and a sound camera, Buffy goes out alone. The mission is a trap. The rifle shorts out, it's the a trap. exit is barred, and Buffy is set upon by two powerful demons armed with axes. Buffy kills the demons, but in the fight, the monitor falls off. With no reported heartbeat or movement, Walsh assumes that she is dead. When Riley returns, she informs him that Buffy is dead. In the middle of this, Buffy picks up the camera and reveals, in full view of Riley, Walsh's trap. Riley walks out on Walsh. Back at Giles' apartment, Giles strongly urges Spike to leave Sunnydale for his own safety, reasoning that it is not safe for him to remain there while the initiative is still active. Buffy arrives to tell everyone that it is not safe for any of them. The initiative has grafted an arm from the Polgara demon to Adam. Walsh goes to room 314 and speaks to the sleeping creature. Adam wakes up and skewers Walsh with his new arm spear, killing her. To be continued. Right now. <laughs> Goodbye, Isla. Buffy fills the gang in on everything that has happened since she started working with the initiative, and they question whether Riley was involved in the death mission on which Professor Walsh sent Buffy. Buffy makes plans to hide out in Xander's basement. Riley shows up at Giles' place, asking Buffy for information. He becomes upset when he recognises Spike as a hostile the initiative soldiers were searching for and refuses to listen to what Buffy's friends are saying about them or Walsh. Adam approaches a young boy playing in the park and questions him about his nature. The next morning, the girls see a news story on television about a young boy who was killed via skewering and mutilated. Believing it to be the captured Polgara demon, Buffy goes after it. Riley also instructs the commandos to search for the Polgara demon against Angleman's orders. Buffy and Riley both end up at the park where the boy was killed. While Buffy tries to apologise to Riley, Riley informs her that Walsh is dead. Willow goes to Tara's door room, planning to find the Polgara demon using a spell that shows demonic activity. However, Tara secretly sabotages the spell. Buffy searches for information at Willie's, but Riley shows up, very angry and clearly suffering some kind of withdrawal. Lashing out at Buffy and the bar patrons, Buffy consoles Riley as she sees that he is seriously unwell, leaving him at Xander's to rest. Disguised as a scientist, Buffy gets herself and Xander into the initiative. The overhear Angleman talking to another scientist about the commandos having withdrawals from the drugs they have been secretly giving them. Buffy grabs Angleman, demanding information about 314. Riley arrives to help Buffy, still unwilling to accept Walsh's sinister motives. 
Adam, who is searching for answers about the world, returns the initiative so he can discover more about himself and who he is and makes his presence known. Soon a fight breaks out, during which Adam kills Angleman, injures Riley, and proves a match for Buffy before escaping again. The other commandos enter and take Riley away. The next day, Buffy talks to Willow about how Adam is out there and is very dangerous. At the hospital, Riley lies in bed, holding a scarf Buffy gave him earlier. The end. A very very unhygienic scarf. Like, who takes a scarf off your head? (laughs) A sweaty scarf. A sweaty scarf that's been on your dirty hair. I'd say her hair's pretty clean. And put it on a wound. I wouldn't complain. (laughs) I don't know. SMG gave you a scarf. Would you take it? Yeah, but not. I wouldn't put it on my wound. <laughs> not on the wound, no. No, no. Well, it didn't look like a nice soft material either. No. <laughs> <laughs> or absorbent for that matter. Yes. <laughs> like nice scratchy material. Scratching material, mm. which he was scratching with. All right, Eddie, so uh, these two episodes, these non-double episodes, that are double episodes, where do we begin? What do you start with, Eddie? All what right, have you got for us? So Let's talk about the reveal of Adam. And as I said, as I was saying earlier, uh, this season changes the formula that they've used for the past three seasons. Really? How did it change? So, you know, season one, you have the main baddie, the master, but then you had like Dala and the annoying one. (laughs) The annoying one. (laughs) Uh, Season two, the main big bad is actually Angelus. And you have Spike and Drew as your little minor, you know, your minor big bads, yeah. so, so to speak. And, yeah, last season you had Mr. Trick and Faith as your little minor bad guys. Yeah. And the mayor as was, the, the, big was bad. the big bad. Yeah, okay, yeah. So how have they done it differently this season? So this season it is all set up. Well, we didn't really have any minor big bads. Is that what you're... Yeah. So they're saying the difference in this season is. Yes. Uh, but it was all set up around Maggie Walsh. And, you know, she was sort of built as, you know, the anti-individualist. You know, she's the mad scientist. Uh, you know, she has secrets. She has an agenda. Mm, she's up to something. She's up to something. Mm. You know, she's, you know, she's not playing, you know, not all her cards are on the table. Yeah, yeah. You don't really know what her motivations are. And she could be bad. She could be evil. And like they've, they're setting her up as something. And you've sort of got that emotional, uh, emotional con- thematic connection to her. And then they just randomly kill her, <laughs> just as you're getting settled and in. And then, and then throw in this weird Frankenstein cyborg monster mm. who's having an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and he's and pretty much he's just unstoppable, like just brute force. Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, uh, it's a match for her for Buffy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, uh, and it just doesn't work. And what I think happened was the actress who played Maggie Walsh. Oh, uh, so this is behind the scenes thing that was happening. So, Lindsay Krauss, and she's an Academy Award-nominated actress. Oh, really? For what? Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> One of those movies in the 90s. that In the 90s? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, she's an award-winning actress. Nominated. Nominated. <laughs> sorry. Award-nominated actress. Yeah. Uh, and she comes onto this show and she asks to be let out of her contract. Oh. Uh, and then rumours were flowing around. Uh-oh. Or actually, no, there's... Not uh, his type, I don't think. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, not rumours. Joss has been quoted as saying that she was difficult to work with. Now, do you know what that actually means? Like, it's code for something. Uh, it's code for she won't do what I tell her to do. <laughs> it's code for she won't put up with his crap. Right. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say she won't put out of me. <laughs> Jesus, Joss, keep it in your pants. 
No, no. I'd just say that she probably called him out on his bullshit. Mm. Okay. And so piss off the showrunner and you're out. Well, she asked to be let out. So right. I'd say it might have been, <laughs> been a mutual agreement. Yeah. Oh, dear. But yeah. Um, so you're thinking that she was actually meant to be a big, big, has, big bad of the season? Yes. And, and so well, they, they was, completely flipped it on its head. She was quite obviously set up to be the big bad. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see that. And Adam was just meant to be the little, was just meant to be one of the minor bads. Okay. One of the minions. Yeah. Oh, so he was meant to be in there, but he was meant to be a minion. You know what? It doesn't make any sense because. She is into that, what do you call it, the cognitive um, manipulation control stuff that she's been doing on Spike. Yeah. And she didn't think of doing that to Adam. (laughs) Yeah. It it does seem a bit of a... Oversight on her end like that, she, you, wouldn't that you, she wouldn't have done. She wouldn't have had, oh, I forgot to put the not kill me chip <laughs> yes. in him. Damn it. Yeah. like And and killed pontificating as well. Yes. Which does seem to be a very Joss thing to do. Yes. So it is very much he wrote that in there to kill her off. Yeah. Uh, last minute. So yeah. would, would they have like written like scripts for the rest of the season and then sort of, well, oh, I, shit. We well, gotta... I think what ended up happening as well is that they also had a plan for Oz. And so Seth Green wanting to be left let out of his contract, her wanting to be let out of her contract, kind of skewed where the season ended no up going. Intended. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, it is that thing, like a lot of people don't like season four. Outrageous. Really? Yeah. Is that because of this? Because Adam doesn't work. He does not work as the big bad. Well, I, I haven't seen the rest, so I can't comment on that, but uh, I will take your word for it. If you're saying that, then it's got to be true. Yeah, and then these two episodes just come in like a tornado mm. and just put, like you almost get whiplash because <laughs> it's sort of been meandering along. Yeah. And then it just goes, boom. Yeah, just flip it on <laughs> the head. Because, yeah, I think... I thought it was clever writing. I thought, oh, okay, so we're killing her off, but... uh. Behind the scenes, well, I think altered I, the <laughs> projection of the show. Well, I think he 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 sort of did the oh, let's just kill the bitch off. <laughs> I think she's difficult. She told me off. I'm going to kill her now. <laughs> You're a psychopathic bitch. <laughs> Nasty. Well, no, she must have put him. You know, she must have said something that annoyed him. So yeah, she said no. <laughs> Well, she probably said, don't speak to me that way. Oh, oh, that's it. You're out. You're out. Yeah. You know, talk to me with respect, please. Oh, dear. That's a firing. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's grounds. a firing. Yeah, that's grounds for firing. Being treated with respect in your workplace. Where were you? Photographing squirrels? You're fired. Uh, so even with all of those things said about, you know, Adam not really working as the big bad I still really like season four, if you've noticed. There's probably only one episode in this season that I actually skip. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, you've been a high eights, I think, for almost yeah. every episode. Yeah. High sevens, seven yeah. plus, yeah. Yeah, probably doomed. Was there a seven in there? Yeah, doomed, I think I did. Okay, seven. yeah. Again, I wouldn't. it's not an episode I'd skip. It's not bad enough <laughs> <laughs> to skip <laughs> Well, it's pretty important. It's it's the mid-season reveal, I guess, of the big bad. Yeah. Yeah, even these two episodes, like, they're, they're not great, but I don't skip them. They're not... Non-skippable. Yeah. And as I said, they are the overarching episodes. So if you skip these, a lot of stuff doesn't make much sense. Uh, so speaking of Adam, one thing I wanted to add, when you saw mm-hmm. that kid... He was playing with a cyborg toy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And which Joss would go on to also tell that guy to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much that destroyed him. Mm, yeah, we'll get back to that. I'll come back to that later. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll move on to, okay, Forrest. Yes, Forrest. So. Lead commando. Yep. I can't tell if he's either just poorly one-dimensionally written or he is actually in love with Riley. 
I think he's in love with Riley. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> I have always... Unfortunately, it's one of those things, even when I first watched this series, he has this real irrational hatred of Buffy. Yeah, it's not subtle either. Yeah. Uh, he even says something about killing her as well. Did yeah, maybe maybe she needed to be killed. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, maybe she needed to be killed. Because like, <laughs> she's geez. sticking her nose where it's not belonged. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> God. Yeah. And it doesn't help that his boyfriend has pictures of balls on the wall. <laughs> Who has pictures of balls on their wall? Well, it's different type of balls. I know, but like, do you need that many balls on your wall? Balls to walls? Balls to the walls. Balls to the walls. <laughs> Have a picture of a soccer ball. <laughs> what can I say? I like balls. I like you. You have balls. I like balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just always read it as... yeah, And he gets worse. I called that out pretty much straight away. Yeah. I but, said, is he gay? But he gets, he gets worse. Is, it, is there a, a, a reveal of his character sexuality? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? So this whole time he's just like that. Yeah, and he gets worse. And I I think it's got to be intentional. I think they're actually going with that, that he's in love with Riley, and that's why he doesn't like Buffy. So I, no, I, I don't think there's any uh, – there's no subtext there, Eddie. I think it's just text. <laughs> oh, no, you've got me quoting Buffy now. Oh, oh damn. Ah. What are you doing to me? The show is killing me, Eddie. You are killing me. Uh, what else you got for us, Eddie? All right. You see the cracks are starting to appear in the core Buffy Scooby group. So because Buffy's got the new boyfriend and this does happen in real life, you know, your friend gets a new boyfriend and then you hardly see them and then the only times you do see them is when their boy like you just don't get any of that one-on-one time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it happens a lot. <laughs> Can we call out Willow for doing that? When? Well, uh, Tara asked her to hang out and she's like, oh, no, I'm hanging out with my other friends. You probably don't want to come. Like, oh, shit, all right. And when they dump her, she comes crawling back. Uh, it's not quite like that. I think Willow is trying to keep Tara to herself. Oh, okay. Even, yeah. That's even worse. <laughs> like, I think she does explain it in the coming episodes. Is she not really comfortable with her sexuality as well? Is there a, a hint of that in there, I believe? No, not yet. I think Willow doesn't really know what she's feeling at this point. Okay. So at this point, they are just friends. Just friends. Just friends. That Picking do, the rose petals off. That do spells. Oh, and mentioning spells. She sabotaged the spell. Yeah. What was all that about? Oh. Find out later? You'll find out eventually. Okay. It actually doesn't come back until like season five. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, you have to remind me saying, oh, that was it. That was what, why she did that. Oh, the episode will remind you because it will show you a previously. Uh, previously. <laughs> yes. Previously on Buffy. Yeah, so, so you can sort of see that Willow is getting shitty, that Buffy is sort of neglecting her friends. Yeah, she is. And Xander's spending a lot more time with Anya. Willow's not getting her one-on-one time with her friends Mm. and you can see that she's struggling with that and lonely and that's why she's also enjoying alone time with with Tara. But this is also where the cracks are starting to appear. Okay. So is this continue on forward throughout the – from this point on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when cracks appear, it means it's all going to fall apart. Is that – Well – Maybe. It might repair itself but it's, it's, as I said, the themes of – this season is definitely trying to work out your place in a group when everyone's moving on and mm. developing new relationships. Yeah. It's and Spike's still trying to be the, the dick. <laughs> but he needs them every time well, he, he tells them to tells them to fag off or to bugger off. Well and that's, uh, then he comes back crawling back again. Yeah, so there are just a couple of things in this episode that are out of that I feel are a bit out of place. And one of those is Spike telling Giles that he doesn't want anything to do with them and that he's not going to, he like, don't come running to him for help. Don't, you know, you know, he does like that whole speech. But Spike went to them to begin with. It was well, yeah. not the other way around. And yeah. Giles kept telling him 
you need to leave town. Yeah. Like Giles is saying. Yeah, you need to get out of town, mate. They're after you. Like it was pretty much you either join up with the, you know, it's either you join up with Buffy or leave town. (laughs) He's he's becoming like that friend you hate. Yes. (laughs) A group of friends, you always invite them out even though you hate them. (laughs) Man, I hate that guy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he... He's also having a bit of a crisis in these two episodes because he doesn't know where he fits because he doesn't fit with the good guys. And then when he went to the bar, they, they, they beat they the crap, beat out, of the him crap him. out of him because he also doesn't fit with the bad guys anymore. Yeah. So he's in this kind of very grey area where he just doesn't fit in anywhere. Mm, yeah. So he's 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 sort of lost and trying to find his new place in the world. Struggling, isn't he? Struggling so <laughs> yes. much. Yes. Needs to buy like a big raincoat or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be better? Like a, a hoodie, yeah, or something with a hat. <laughs> a, a motorbike outfit. Oh yeah. What is it? Where they they did that in uh what was it um blade blade that's right yeah walk around with a motorbike helmet on. Yeah. Also the fact that. Maggie, Maggie trying to kill Buffy because, again... Well, I didn't get that either. That seemed like a really dumb idea. Yes, because it seemed like a dumb idea. Of course it does because, again, she doesn't actually understand what the Slayer is. But she'd already seen her power that she took down their whole squad barehanded yeah. in seconds. Uh, it took down that demon as well. She saw that firsthand. Yeah. Uh, barehanded. Um, so, and she'd been, uh, slaying, um, vampires for years since she was 16, slaying since she was 16. And, uh, so the idea that she could just send these two demons into kill just her. Just two. Just two. Yeah. And I don't want it to shoot her. <laughs> She's not bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> That's a simpler idea. Get her in that cage and say, Hey, surprise and shoot her. Yeah. It was. I know she's trying to cover her tracks and make it look like an accident, but yeah. You know. So she's trying to make it look like an accident. That that's the other thing is that she yeah. has to hide this from Riley. Because also what you ha- what you find out in this episode is that they're not just doing experiments on demons; they're demons. doing it on the initi- their soldiers as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you find out that they're feeding them some sort of chemical cocktail, and it to is- make them submissive. I'm guessing. No, to make them stronger. But they're not stronger though, are they? They are stronger. It's probably why Buffy didn't accidentally kill oh, okay. Riley and those guys. Or do you think that was a that was foreshadowing that? Maybe. But but the other thing is is that they're inconsistent with how they were giving them the meds. Well, I so, thought it was that pill he was taking. Yeah, but then they said that they were mixing it in the food, but then you also see Riley eating at the at the cafeteria, cafeteria with all the other Hmm. Students, so it's like they forgot that they'd set up the. the, the well, they forgot. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot that they had set up him taking his vitamins. She forgot about the horse. It's a forgettable <laughs> horse. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, the ramifications of that of uh, experimenting on your own men. Mm. Complete disregard. By the looks of it, I'd say, yeah. like these guys are the. Ones you're sending out to the front line and you're doing this to them. Yeah. It's almost something from Black Mirror, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So, again, that messing with things that they So, what, was it meant to make them stronger? Because I'm just, i saying, other than that, that scene with Buffy, I've never had any any indication. That's the first first I've ever th- had that thought. I've never pieced that together. So, I know it was made well, obvious or so I missed it. Well, you also find out that... Um, oh, it's just something you find out later on, is it? Uh, so, like Riley... Like, like Riley has actually, they've been experimenting a lot on him without his knowledge. So Ooh. he is he is also... Well, un- under the knife type of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Jesus. he's also a science experiment. He's part of the Adam project. So project Adam. Yeah, and that, and that is revealed. Adam does reveal that to him, that he's also a yeah. product of it. And yeah... Maggie has been... Did he find it on a floppy drive, did he? Yes. What is it? Be careful including tech in your <laughs> in your show. And he has a... F- well, that zip Come drives on. out then. I mean, you could have used that. And they didn't have... Uh, what was, was that zip drive? Remember those zip drives yeah, you had? Yeah, had a zip drive. Yeah. But the disc is bigger. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I thought they were little small rectangle ones. No, 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 no. Then no. the floppies, the floppies were huge. No, they were sort of there was they're about the same size as a flop a zip disc was yeah. about the same size as a floppy, only it was thicker. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. How much memory did that store? The floppy was about one point eight meg. Yeah, twenty megs. Oh, 20 megs. You 20 could, megs. You probably put like five songs on there. <laughs> I only remember this because I, yeah, I was studying graphic design at the time and they, you needed to. Yeah, I remember you had that, yeah. I had a. The space age technology I had a, you had. I had a portable zip drive. Oh, please tell me more about this zip drive you had, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I had a portable zip drive. Yeah. And that was the way that you. You saved all your files onto that instead of burning them to CD. After you use your hands, that's like a baby's toy. Because yeah. that was the only other way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Time consuming that was. Yeah. Take like half an hour to burn them. Yeah. You tell me you'd set a CD on fire? <laughs> you people in the past are weird. Uh, so what else you got? I've actually got something I, w- I wanted to, another thing I wanted to mention. Um... Anya's reaction to everything. Oh, yeah. She just seems to be like a backseat driver, just absolutely loving this. Yeah. I've just sort of noticed. Every time it pours to her, she's just looking at this with this little grin saying, oh, God, this is I love this show, you know, as if, she, <laughs> as if she's actually watching the show. Yeah. Like even that, especially that scene in Hush where she's sitting there with the popcorn watching this thing. Not She's not adding anything to it. Like, you know, this a lot of time. She's not saying anything or yeah. adding anything. She's just kind of there just watching it happen and saying, oh, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe she is just another viewer of the show they've put into the show. As I said, I I just think she's a coded autistic character, so she's just trying to understand what's going on. She doesn't she doesn't quite get what's going on. So, so is that also the expression of a, of a face is, a, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, it's more more a whimsy. Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> she's got a whimsical look on her face. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, so. Is Xander into MLMs? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The Boost Bar. Yeah. Not I don't the Boost know. Bar, because there actually are Boost Bars. Yeah. Uh, but he was doing Boost Bars and distributing them. Yeah. It seems very much a multi level marketing or those infamous pyramid scams. Schemes. Schemes. <laughs> Schemes. Whoops. Might get sued on that. Um, oh, no, not, not pyramids, trapezoids. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really know. Like I think you it's it's one of those things where you buy your product and you have to buy it all first and then sell it. Yeah, but then but then it becomes about not selling the product and but, selling selling the product. Yes. And then you, yeah, that it's and about it, roping in other people to Yeah, do it. yeah, and then you that's the whole level that's the whole point of a multi-level marketing so you get further up the level and you distribute to other people who distribute to other people. Yeah. So I think I read that if you went, if you did that, and you went thirteen levels, if you because the idea is get to five people, I think. Right. I don't know. So if you, I avoid if you these did five people. Like the did five people that did five people. You did that thirteen times. I think that's like five billion people. The <laughs> <laughs> five by five by five by five up to the thirteenth level. So if you got to the thirteenth level. <laughs> And the multi-level marketing, you'd be selling to every single person in the world. Okay. Sounds like a lot. Sounds sound like a lot. Yeah. I'm not very good at math. No. Yeah, uh, but am I. and also I avoid ML. <laughs> <laughs> like those things I love like. I remember we once had a person come to my parents' house and this guy was like, because my parents were sort of sitting there talking with this person and we had to sort of like not, you know, talk to them, <laughs> interact yes, with them. Yeah. And they're they're there for ages, and eventually my father comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, can you call us on the other line? Because we had a fax line. Like, can you get on the fax line and call me on that line and pretend to be someone calling me out? Because I want to know what the fuck this guy's going on about." So I did that, and I did a voice and everything, and Dad thought I was a real person. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he caught on. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be there soon." And then the guy spilt the beans, and as he left, Mum was like, "Oh, it was freaking Amway." <laughs> And it was and it was someone they kinda knew. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. A, wasn't a close friend, but it was someone they kinda knew. Um so stay away from those. <laughs> yeah, look, I've I've been invited to multiple uh you, you get invited to these 
parties. Mm, yeah, that's what they got to do. They got to host parties. Yeah, you got to host these parties. And then sell like, they'll sell the chocolate bars. Oh, these are really good. So, oh, I'm selling these at five bucks and a then pop. They, and, and then they also try to get you to sell. So it's it's selling stuff. it's selling selling the product. Yes, <laughs> you sell the product, and you got to sell the selling of it. So so they'll do the whole. They get up there, they do the whole spiel, and then they'll be like, "Oh, look, you can also if you want to become a seller, it's so easy. You can do it in your own time. Retire at forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's enough of multi level. <laughs> <laughs> Getting off the track here. So I thought that was uh, possibly what Xander was getting into. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah, I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't think it wasn't called multi-level marketing at that point. <laughs> uh, what else you got for us, Eddie? All right. The Buffy Riley having sex for the first time. Was it really weird how they're cutting that as they were fighting? fighting. Yeah. Was that something? With that, weird, that soundtrack that they had playing as well, like it was sort of this slightly ominous uh, electronic mm. score over the top of it. Well, almost like a Massive Attack sounding sort of song. Yeah. And the, oh, I should look that up. I can't remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's sort of this ominous and you're sort of wondering why it's so ominous and then you realise it's because Maggie's watching the whole thing. Also, Riley seductively takes off her boot. You notice as they're getting undressed. Ah, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, mm. he takes off her boot, which I just thought was a little weird. Re- reminiscent of that movie Sliver. Remember that movie Sliver? Yeah. No one remembers the movie, but it was one of those films that was overshadowed by the uh, top charting song that came from it, that UB40 song, yeah, that, that yeah. Elvis cover Yeah. that was kind of popular at the time. But uh, it wasn't a very good movie, to be honest. It was part of Sharon Stone's sort of... The, the Sharon the erotic, Stone movie, the erotic, erotic thriller. thriller. Yeah, 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 but it wasn't really that erotic. They don't, they don't really make erotic thrillers yeah. anymore. But basically, she was. They were just watching people on on. He owned an apartment building, and he had cameras set up in every sort of apartment building. It was Alec Baldwin, no, Willie Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's character, I think. Billy wasn't it? The younger one, yeah, Billy Baldwin. Yeah, his character had like a whole network set up, and they would watch people. But it wasn't a sexual thing. It was also an entertainment thing. Like, yeah. you know, there would be like family disputes and you know, nice things would happen. But she got like really addicted to it. I think yeah, that's what the, yeah. and, and there was a murder going on as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah there's, yeah. A murder yeah. End, ends up happening. Yeah. That might be worth a watch again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking now. Does sound kind of interesting. But yeah, really creepy that, she, uh, that uh, Walsh was watching that whole thing with audio as well. Yeah. Why has she heard that song as well? Well, also when Buffy wakes up in the morning, it's very... Oh, my you, God, he's you, left again. Yeah, she has Not that... Not again. She has that sudden, you know, she sort of she kind of wakes up shocked and turns around to see if he's still there and he's just sitting there looking at her. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that is it's kind of unnerving. I'm surprised that didn't make a jump as well. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the first time she's had sex and... The person has been has there. hung around. Yeah, has been there. <laughs> She's woken up. You're still here. It's over. Go home. It's a bit rough, isn't it? Yeah, every bloke's like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. So yeah. Yes. Here's some coffee to wake you up. I will also say something else about the the initiative. They are not very covert. <laughs> Well, that's what I sort of noticed. Like when they because they were driving around in Humvees in big packs, just like storming into places. Oh, they got civvy clothes on though. No, they didn't on that one. They were like when they were in the Humvees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Driving around in these Humvees, which like Humvees are the most (laughs) distinctive vehicle. Well, truth be told, everyone's got one over there. So, you know. Oh, not Was it, you know, a Humvee that's covered in camo? Camo. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) With Uh, guns in the the back of it? Uh, Yes. It's America, yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, is like when all their beepers go off at the same time. Yeah, subtle. That was kind of like, oh, that's... Beepers. Now, that was something that was never really popular here. Um, but then they st- they did start whipping up the mobile phones, didn't they, towards the end of that episode. He had a mobile phone, but it was bad reception, as always. Yeah. Um, well, because mobile phones were around at that Yeah, time. yeah, they were. But they weren't that popular, though. I In remember, America, maybe, but here they're pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a few things to say about this episode. I've got something else too. Uh, another little goof. It's yeah, just yeah. a little goof. 
So when Buffy and Xander dress up and go into the initiative, so this mm-hmm. is in the second episode, towards the end of the second episode. Yeah. And when Xander first sees the the floor of the initiative and the you know the big open area, you can actually see Professor Walsh walking in the background. Yes, you did show this to me. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I never noticed that. Yeah, you can see it even though she died the previous episode. Recycling used footage, guys. Busted. Yes. Yep, you have a keen eye there, buddy. <laughs> and also on that, Xander's still remembering his army days yes. <laughs> from the Halloween yeah, episode. Yeah, they, they, it's, it's come up a few times, I've noticed. Yeah, it's come in handy. It's a nice little... Yeah, uh, it's like, hey, you, you're in the army once for, <laughs> for a few hours. And he knows, oh, yeah, that, that's a tracking device. Oh, yeah, that that's, yeah. Yeah, that's this and, yeah. Yeah, I think that finishes up pretty... I think the end of this season... That's pretty That's much done. They, they've forgotten. Yeah, they've they, moved they, on. They, they stopped bringing up his military training <laughs> from that one time. That one time. <laughs> that one time, that military. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so Riley is actually a bit of a d- D-bag in the second episode. To be fair, I don't think it's really his fault though. Well. Oh, give me the stink eye, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, look, I, I understand it because it's that thing where he's had he has come from this world where everything is black and white, and he's suddenly realizing there are these shades of grey that he had no concept of, and he's having a <laughs> little time. Uh, yeah, he has a few accepting issues it, accepting adjusting it. to it. So the scene we uh, the part where he sees Spike is probably a good example. It's like, hey, we've actually been looking for this guy, and you've got him. Yeah. But he's a vampire. Like, yeah, but he's like our vampire. He's <laughs> yeah, like our pet vampire. <laughs> and bloody not. <laughs> I am a Xander's friend here. <laughs> For I mean, his friend Xander. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bugger it. <laughs> yeah, I'm your guy. I'm just a friend of Xander's. Bugger it. I'm your guy. And then he goes into the, the demon bar. He also doesn't understand that there are demons that aren't actually evil. Yeah, well, that scene where uh, Walsh is doing the debriefing of the mission and they said, oh, there's his demon. Yeah, he's evil. Let's go get him. <laughs> and Buffy's like, oh, what does he want? Huh? Yeah. What do you, what do you mean, what does he want? He's he's evil. <laughs> yeah. That's it, you know. Not looking into, you know, is there a reason what he's around or what is he doing? What does he want? Like yeah. those... Things are pretty important to the Scoobies when they're looking for a demon in a way of preventing him and stopping him. And as him. she says, it's so that she can predict. Predict what he's going to do. Exactly. Do. Yes. That information, which you think from a military point of view, they would want to know this stuff. Yeah. You know, rather than just, you know, uh, seek and destroy, which actually well, was a military thing. thing. Well, they are, but they're just, they're experimenting willy nilly in an area that they know nothing about. There's no. Eth- ethical well, there's ramifications. There's no control. Over it. Exactly. There's no yeah. control, um, and they are, they are literally messing in something. And they, they're not really answering to anyone as, as yeah, well. Yeah, they're not answering to anyone. Yeah. So they can do they do what they want. There's no oversight. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no ethical treatment of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but but then again, like what they're also doing Where's to their pet when you want them. <laughs> But it, it's also that thing where Buffy's trying to tell him, you know, this is her world and he actually doesn't know anything about it. Mm. Uh, and he starts getting, you know, super aggressive. <laughs> like he throws Willow across the room. Yeah, but that was because of the the come down. The withdrawals. Yeah, the withdrawals. Yeah, that was – wasn't nice though. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard seeing him act like a – like because you've only ever seen him as this – White bread. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking white bread. White bread, milk toast kind of character. And then he all of a sudden is like sweaty, angry, mm. roided up D-bag. Right after he had sex with Buffy. <laughs> Not linked at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, what is it with that? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have She's very... She's got a poisonous snatch or something. <laughs> She doesn't have very good luck with men. So, yeah. So, anyway, Jared, did you go down any rabbit holes? All right. So, I didn't go down a 
quote unquote rabbit hole, but I just I had something that was kind of bugging me a little bit, and I and I just had to do a bit of researching on it. And by researching, I put a post on Reddit <laughs> that got no votes. So basically, what I said, uh, actually, I can read this out if you like. My wife yeah. and I are currently doing a podcast on Buffy and we're halfway through season four. I can't help but feel that Riley's character reminds me of Superman. The way he speaks and his mazarins, the way he wants to court Buffy seems like something someone would say from the 50s. Kind of similar where Clark Kent says swell. He also has a corn-fed, all-American, good guy trait. It would explain why he feels intimidated by Buffy. Maybe it's just the type they were going for, or maybe I'm reading into this too much to this. What do you think? Uh, you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead. Now, I actually got some really good answers from this. So this is actually this actually could explain it. Was someone saying he, he was actually based on Captain America? See, I'd probably believe that more. Which makes sense with the soldier being... Experimented on. Yes, yes. And Xander was actually wearing a Captain America t shirt in the episode or jumper. Yes, he was. Yeah. So um I thought that was I thought that was actually quite interesting. So but Captain America is kind of the DC uh the Captain America is kind of the Marvel version of DC. Maybe I should just leave that in there, right? I'm going to leave that in there. You know what I'm saying. Captain America is basically the DC version, or the Marvel version of Superman. All right, I finally got it right. Um, so they're both kind of similar characters. Captain America's probably got a little bit more going on than Superman, I, I would sort of say from the oh, films. Oh, don't start an argument. <laughs> uh, I kind of agree with that, yeah. Um, so that that was uh, something, but... Uh, I know some people thought that was funny, so, but some people are saying Josh doesn't like Captain America and loves Riley. <laughs> uh, he's more like it tried to make him a male slayer. No, I don't really agree with that. No. Um, but then someone uh, mentioned something very interesting uh, and they said, I remember reading somewhere before season four aired that Buffy would get a new boyfriend and that, quote, if, or apparently quote, quoting a Reddit post, if Angel was like Batman, the new one could be compared to Superman. So yes, I think it was somehow intended. Uh, someone said on there. So I, I, I maybe, I don't know. It's it's just the way that he sort of holds the himself. The, the truest soul I have ever known. Yeah, yeah. He's very old fashioned. If um, uses the term courting. Uses the term courting. <laughs> Um, but I think he's just a Midwestern character. Someone's yeah. just just sort of mentioned, and, that's, and that, I think that's the stereotype: Miss Midwestern guy, you know, all American football guy that, yeah. that he's sort of based on. Which Captain America and Superman are kind of those guys. Well, Superman I think. is Captain America, wasn't? Well, he's from New York, wasn't he? He was a weedy little guy. He was like a skinny little weedy guy that couldn't get in the army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he had heart from Queens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I don't, I don't know. You let us know what what you think. Am I full of shit or am I into something? But I just, whenever he speaks, I can always almost picture him with his with his knuckles on his on his hips, standing there. <laughs> You're doing really well, Buffy. I'm very proud of you. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, flying is still the safest way to fly. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Flying is the safest way. Aeroplanes are still the safest way to fly. Um, so, I oh know that's not really a rabbit hole. My rabbit hole discussion. Let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, that is it. Uh, are we going to do question time? Are you got yeah. anything else, Eddie? No. All right, let's get into question everything. time. So, Jared, which character yes. was your favourite? Well, I guess Buffy was my favourite. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay, it's Spike. <laughs> All right. It was Spike. It now it's Spike. Spike. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go McGaggy. McGaggy? McGaggy. Who's McGaggy? Maggie. Who's Maggie? Maggie Wolf. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. McGaggy. McGaggy. Oh, yeah. Her name's Maggie. Yes. 
<laughs> you didn't get it, did you? No, I had no McGaggy. idea what you're talking about there. <laughs> From The Simpsons. Oh, McGaggy. Oh, what God. do you mean? It's not McGaggy's birthday. Okay, yeah, Maggie Walsh. It's her last. It's her last uh, episode. Oh no, it's not her last episode. Ooh, get a flashback. Mm, maybe. Okay, all right. Might be. She might make a brief return. Yeah. Just to pick up a check. Yeah, check. just to, just to, <laughs> just to fulfil that obligation. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So. All right. That uh, that sounds fair. Good, goodbye to a. Great actress. Yeah. To a character that will be sorely missed. Yeah. Take it from us too soon. Yes. Okay, which character do you love to hate? McGaggy. (laughs) (laughs) I went with Forrest. Forrest, yeah. Yeah. And he only gets worse from here on out. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think you win that one, actually. <laughs> I think you got the right answers on this. I, got, I think I got all the answers wrong. Okay. Uh, LOL moment. I did love uh, Buffy repeatedly asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she's in that beautiful, like, that razzle-dazzle sort of halter. Yeah. That orange, brightly coloured halter mm. top with all the guys <laughs> in yeah. camera. Yeah. But I, I especially love the part where she keeps asking the questions. And then at the end, she says, uh, Maggie Walsh says, Are there any questions? And you just see her say, Yes, Buffy. But it doesn't cut to Buffy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, that was good comical timing on that one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's probably when they don't, like, they don't have too many of these, but the little sight gag when Willow does the spell to ionize, ionize the air. Yeah, and the hair like the <laughs> the hair is all spiked oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit yeah. cartoony that wasn't that one. Well, probably yeah. playing into the fact they're watching cartoons at the yeah. start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit of foreshadowing. Favorite fight scene. So I did like Buffy fighting with Riley against that demon. I thought that was a pretty good fight scene. Fighting and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fighting makes me what is it? Horny, horny. and hungry. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Or killing. Was it killing or fighting? I think she said killing. I think she says slaying. Slaying. Oh, yeah. 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 Getting slayed. 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 Silence. Yeah, I would like the two demons in the sewer fight. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, favorite scene. I think Spike getting the tracker taken out of his back. Oh yeah, I was watching. You were watching that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's playing rocking the Casbah on the bloody juice hop. Just get it out of me. Maybe some subtext in that one. Maybe <laughs> I'm just reading into it. I think I could do some post out of context Buffy yes. <laughs> videos, and that's well, gonna be my first one. I'm gonna play that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I actually really like when they're in Xander's basement and the three girls are all sitting in bed watching <laughs> cartoons. It's actually like just a really cute little moment. Yeah. <laughs> where they're talking, <laughs> talking to each other, and Buffy's like, "That wouldn't happen." <laughs> Well, I was like, yeah, that's because they're called cartoons, not documentaries. Oh, that was my quote. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Ah, that's okay. What was your least favourite scene? Yeah, so Willow crawling back to Tara was a bit bit lame. I mm, thought, you know, know well, you know, she asked her to, to hang out and she f- fobbed her off. I'm hanging out with better people tonight. And as soon as that situation didn't work out, came crawling back. Actually, do you want to hang out again? Well, that was a little little nasty, that. And knowing that Tara would say yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I actually think it was that she wanted some one-on-one time with Buffy and Xander. Mm. Not realising that they were both going to be bringing their significant others. So. Others. <laughs> She's got a whole posse now. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I I do not like how Riley acts in the demon bar. Yeah, it was pretty intense. That's actually, but I actually like that scene. Really? I thought it was a pretty intense okay. scene. I mean, I know, I didn't like what he did, but I thought it was a pretty intense scene. And actually, oh, I think him just saying, "Oh, if I shoot you, are you are you going to be dead, or are you going to be a pissed off vampire?" vampire yeah, <laughs> which yeah really showed that his world was just crumbling. That he didn't know what where it was up or down. So I actually thought yeah, it was a really good he, scene. He, but I I didn't like the way he was kind of manhandling Buffy. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's part of the scene, though. I mean, okay, it could be your least favorite scene, but I actually think it was a good scene. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, showing he was completely falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, and didn't know what the hell was going on. It was yeah. about, it was almost going to shoot somebody. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's losing his mind. Like his world is falling apart. He's been pretty calm and collective throughout the whole series. And then we mm. see him so disheveled like that, that he was actually pointing a gun at possibly a human. Yeah. Either way, the person was shit scared and almost in tears. Yeah. And Buffy had to uh, to restrain him and, and hold him back. And if she hadn't, if it probably would have offed her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite quote. That would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Buff. That's why they call them cartoons, not documentaries. <laughs> oh, mine is pretty much just after that scene, and it's that probably after she gets up and starts ordering him around, and then she's like, "That what probably would have sounded more commanding if I wasn't wearing my yummy sushi pajamas." <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the wooden spoon? Yeah, I get. I guess uh, Professor Maggie Walsh has to get the wooden spoon. Yeah, I she... think McGaggy. Yeah, uh, she didn't put it. <laughs> yeah, McGaggy. <laughs> McGaggy. Uh, yeah, she definitely gets the w- wooden spoon in this episode. Yeah, she doesn't put any. Considering her field of expertise is in conditioning control yeah and control she didn't think of conditioning this like this monster mm. into not killing her well she did but the script didn't <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately uh yeah. it was out of her bit, control a bit of a plot hole i think yeah um who's the mvp of this episode well i think buffy yeah, it has to be it's buffy. buffy yeah you know she she manages to get out of the trap. Mm. She proves that it was Adam. Get, gets into the initiative pretty mm. easily. Bad security as well. What about Xander? Wouldn't it scan Xander and knowing that he wasn't in there? I don't know. Wasn't part of the initiative? But for all of their security, it wasn't particularly no. good. It was super easy. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. And... What do you rate this episode out of these episodes out of ten? So we're rating them both together. Yeah. As of all the questions are, I gave it six floppy disks. Oh, I gave it five out of ten unhygienic hair scarves. On oh, rooms. five! Wow, that's yeah. really low. That's lower than me. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I gave it a higher rating. Uh, considering, oh, I kind of enjoyed considering it. Considering I just really thought that Maggie was going to be. A much bigger bad. <laughs> well, your expectations were certainly subverted. Yes, yes. How dare they subvert my expectations? Yeah. Well, they you're, definitely you're did that. You're doing it all wrong. Well, the thing was, when that when that actually happened, I think I did actually jump out of my seat going, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> like, oh, finger. no, they didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> like going, oh, hang on. I thought they were going to make her the bad guy. You mean she's not the bad guy? <laughs> no. No, she's a dead guy now. Yeah. Anyway. Are we ready to... Oh, is that it? Nothing more to add? Yeah. Is there, oh, anything, is a long episode? there anything else you need to add? But uh, No, I think I've said enough. All right. So let's just uh, wrap this up. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, there's a Facebook group, and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And if you feel like helping out the podcast, follow the link tree in our socials and you can go to our merch store. Yes, yeah, still got the merch store. And yeah, email me, what do you think? Is Riley Superman? 
I think he is. I'm going to say he is. Yeah. yeah right, whatever. Uh, he's Captain America. Captain America. Captain I'll... America or Superman? Maybe you cross, let us know. I reckon he's a cross between Captain America He is Superman. Captain Superman, everyone. <laughs> Captain Superman. So we'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. Grr art. Grr art. You're still here? It's over. Go home.